0: Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts JC and Jack discuss NorCal versus SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. We are live. Ball versus Life is in session. I'm your host Jack, and I got my co-host on the other mic, JC. What's up? What's up? Woo! This is this is a this is a tough one. We. Look, let's just introduce Leo right into the podcast. And as as, as if, if you have been listening to our podcast, Leo is our resident Clippers expert. He's been on this journey with us on this podcast for ever since we've begun, actually. And he's given us this Clipper take all the way back to last year when the Clippers played the Warriors. And even before that, you know, give us a Clippers perspective. And for, well, first and foremost, why don't you say hello, Leo?
1: Where am I? What am I doing here? <laughs> what is going on? Hey, everyone.
0: So we goaded Leo into a recording with us because, as we said, he's been part of this journey with us. And I was telling JC, ever since last year, when the Warriors versus the Clippers went at it, you know, that series, we brought you on and both you and JC gave your honest takes on the series. Mm -hmm. And look, Mm -hmm. the Clippers pushed the Warriors pretty good considering it was a first round series. So we just want to give context to how much you've been involved in this, this podcast and why we're pretty much forcing you to be on here <laughs> to talk about this stuff.
2: <laughs> it's a roller coaster of a ride. And we definitely it's 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 a it's quite a ride. So it's definitely worth having Leo come back. So welcome back, Leo. Hey, Hi. thanks for
1: thanks for having me in all seriousness. um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots to talk about, obviously.
0: All right. I want to paint the picture first, OK, because the the Clippers, again, this journey began not just last year, but let's talk, let's start this summer, you know, when that the whole drama played out, and you came on to this podcast, Leo, and we talked about Kawhi signing with the Clippers and mm-hmm. spurning the Lakers and all that stuff. We covered all that stuff before, so this story has been developing, and you've been part of it and talking about it with us ever since day one of this season, you know. And look, the pandemic happened; all these factors came into play. So here we are now. You know, the Clippers just lost to the Denver Nuggets a day ago in a game seven, and I just want to ask you. How are you holding up right now? Because we're going to go into the, some of the details of how they lost. But I know you're such a true fan, bro. You are. Honestly, we say that all the time. But I cannot understand. It's, it's an understatement to say how big of a fan you are of the Clippers and how tough this is for you, buddy.
1: Yeah. I, um, I To be quite honest, I, I haven't watched any basketball since that day. Mm. That moment. <laughs> like, no basketball. Like, nothing, no clips. I just couldn't get myself to watch any basketball. Uh, Is that kind of effect, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just just, just to keep it very high level, Um, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, But first of all, I mean, like, I know you're going to ask me, so I'll just get it out of the way, you know. (laughs) Like, definitely, first of all, just like, in all seriousness, just very grateful, right, very Mm -hmm. grateful to be able to watch basketball, Mm -hmm. period. Like, I I think immediately I I just zoom out big picture because I know – you know as, as as kind of game seven was wrapping up that fourth quarter i was starting to develop my coping mechanism i guess mm-hmm. right so um and then i, I started thinking about well what was what, there to be grateful for well just having basketball to watch period like this very well could have not happened and um you know our team went out there everyone took risk and you know ran a good show right that the league ran a good show so i i, I just immediately just, just lash onto the positives and actually surprisingly i haven't thought about anything else much um outside of that just focus on the positives and and, and really you know tip the hat to the nuggets they play hard we're mm-hmm. clearly not a perfect team and um and um yeah and i and yeah I, at least those are the thoughts i'll lash onto and try to hold on to really
2: man that's actually a really good way to to to, to handle the. "Quote unquote trauma from from such a sort of a shocking development. I wish I handled it that way when the Warriors, you know, <laughs> crashed and burned last year. I was in such I was in such a, a, a morose sort of position. My mentals was they were not good at that point mm-hmm. in time. It was just like utter depression. And at the same time, you know, I also was like. You know, I I I I just I was just I didn't know what to do and I I, I reacted the same way in terms of just kind of having to to just kind of remove all basketball from like uh from my life essentially at that <laughs> point in time I didn't even want to play basketball man yeah so I. Kudos to you for finding um sort of a positive way to kind of redirect that energy, man. Part, you part know, of the <laughs> yeah, you know no, JC know.
1: in some in some ways I is 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 exactly because I remember your story mm. and we talked about it right and um and and I I think it, it, it you know like it, it I'm not saying like it just it, it 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 got me completely out of it but like it allowed me to think about okay well how would I cope differently or like how should I cope like so so you actually helped me out a little bit just like thinking about (laughs) your story because I did I did remember you talk about it so I so shout out to you man buddy
2: I know man I'm glad that there was something positive that came out of that 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 misery that I was (laughs) undergoing but um you know it's you know it's 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 a tough pill to swallow so I mean you know we appreciate you come coming on and just kind of we can break down You know, the whole series and just kind of talk about, you know, what happened. And yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, part of our pitch to Leo was hopefully this is cathartic. There's (laughs) some kind of therapeutic value to it. (laughs) Bringing you on to talk about relive these things. But you know what? To analyze something, to break it down in a critical way is a way to cope, is a way to look at Look, what went wrong. What's good, what can go right? You know what can be fixed. So these are the reasons why we want to bring on. Because again, you have a distinct insight about this team. I mean, this mm. is your team. You you follow the ins and outs. You've probably seen all the play player interviews throughout the year and stuff like that. And you've seen, you know, the coaching staff and stuff like that. And even on the management side on how they handle things. So this is why it's important to bring you on so we can analyze these things and really. See it in the full scope, you know what I mean. And again, JC has no dog in the race, so he sees it from different perspective as I do as a Laker fan. Yeah. Look, I mean, this is why we we convinced you though you're here.
2: Yes. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I you can not- hear you gloating on the background, no, no, Jack. No. Man, I was coming from I was coming from the catharsis point of view in the in the sense that misery loves company. You know what I mean? I, my my team had the the worst record in the league, and we're we have mm. you know we have nothing right now. So way to put a spin on it. L- look, look,
0: I'll I'll give my real take on how I feel. All right, and yeah, look, we, we've known each other for years. All right, and. Leo and I we don't really have a rivalry, but you know, this year was gonna be that rivalry you know mm-hmm. we were building to that and it's a friendly rivalry all right we're not we're not here to like kill each other and stuff like that again we've known each other for years jc you handle things much more differently than J- leo does and this is very on par with how leo his perspective he's like, he is an optimist yeah, <laughs> you're
1: not an optimist bro i am a
2: realist bro
0: <laughs> i would say you're a pessimist but <laughs> <laughs> you can say you're a realist but you're really a pessimist
1: hey you know to be a clipper fan for this long mm. like almost 30 years like what else can you be you have to be <laughs> an optimist <laughs> And good this point is, this is straight out from the teachings of Ralph lawler our, mm. our legendary broadcaster right i think watching him growing up actually makes me a better person like mm. teaches me to be optimistic <laughs> and you got to bring the positivity yeah. to everything you 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 go you put your energy into right like because otherwise it, it just hurts it hurts more yeah. so yeah. um yeah. so anyway this part of it is byproduct of just like long time suffering <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean like <coughs> Anyway, so so I'll let you go. What's your what's your take, man? So
0: I guess first I want to get your opinion how this series ended. I mean, look, the world knows already. Look, games five, six, seven, it was a fall apart in the second half. Um, So we don't have to go into the details of it all. Yeah. So for you, watching these games, seeing how this progression happened, as a fan and as a critical looking looking at a critical eye, what happened in your point of view? Not just with the games itself, you know, the X's and O's, but what led us to this point where the Clippers blew these leads honestly in the second half, where they honestly they should have closed out. They have the talent, you know, they have a a great championship coach. So what in your point of view, what what fell apart?
1: I think um I think they 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 let they let go of the killer instinct that they really should mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. I think it, it all started. I mean, you, you can do all kind of analysis. People can look into, you know, there's a bunch of people already writing about. Oh, this is a long time development. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of hindsight 2020 stuff that's out there that mm-hmm. that tries to find the the source.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't worry about too much of that because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I I, I I truly believe that these players, for them to come out here, to the bubble and take risk, be away from families, they're here trying to win, right? Mm-hmm. They're here they're here trying to like just stay unified and, and move past things. I mean, look, clearly to to have this type this type of collapse, there's probably more to just lack of focus. Mm-hmm. But it did start with game five, you get the feeling that they feel like they they finished the business. Mm-hmm. They finished yeah. the business. Yeah. They're done. They beat Nuggets down to nothing middle of third quarter and that, that was it. Mm-hmm. And um and that and, and, and i know I, I i can i can i can allude to that because the first thing that came to mind was that um and jack i think i think you noticed know i was actually at the game when we played the rockets back in 2015 mm-hmm. um second round game game six i was at the game we were up by 20 this is the lob city right leo i don't mean to interrupt you i was with you that game you were with me that game i and was you, you invited me
0: to that game bro why did I invite a Laker? Of- <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: That's what I'm asking. Wait, second of all, let's also mention to the 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 audience. I'm also I was the best man to your wedding, so there's a reason <laughs> why you invited me. <laughs> you know, up, I'm your bro. <laughs> up. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> there, there, I, I'm sure they're
1: good reasons. Okay, look, it's not about you, it's not about me, but yeah. it's all about mm. that game. It just, that's the first thought that came to mind. The moment mm-hmm. we were, um, you know, we we're up 16, building the lead a little bit, and then it started slipping quickly. Mm-hmm. The first thought was, oh, God, like, this this is so familiar. This mm-hmm. reminded, totally just reminded me of 2015. Unprompted, mm-hmm. I mean, because up until that point, there was no signs of... Uh, first of all, these are different teams, completely different personnel, yes. different organization, different everything, right? Um, and we knew Lost City. You can kind of see that because building up to it there was already a lot of there's there, there was tension right mm-hmm. within the lob city um team itself there's no signs of that with this team right because mm-hmm. Kawhi is a proven winner blah 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 blah, blah. but mm-hmm. but that was the first thing that came to mind and like i was trying to find quickly find a commonality i was like oh god this looks like this could happen because because the clippers were starting to feel like they have done their business mm-hmm and the same thing, it was the exact same thing. You remember, you're at a game, Jack. You remember yeah. how it was. Like, people started partying, the players acted like they were done, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Josh Smith came in and rained like five threes. Like, it was that same feeling. Like, you, you get the feeling that players feel like they were done. And the mm-hmm. problem with the playoffs is once you let yourself, like, you, you take the foot off the pedal and you kind of let the other team back in, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually much harder to recover. Than, yeah. than than many give credit, it, you know, and 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 I think part of it, if you have to point to a, 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 a maybe a longer term issue throughout the season, is Clippers were put in a situation where they believe that they can flip the switch mm-hmm. anytime they want, right? That the the, the the media narrative, the way injuries happen that make players come in and out, and you know when they do have a full roster, they actually deliver, right? You know, throughout the season, they were conditioned to maybe actually believe that
2: they can flip the switch mm-hmm. by who though media by themselves well, the coach the fans well yeah.
1: i i think it's all all of them all mm-hmm. of it and, and i think it got in their head right at the end of day, they feel yeah. like they have enough talent mm-hmm. they have to believe that right because even when you start listening to the interviews right like like marcus morris after game five his comment was well we started playing like we 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 are the more talented team right mm-hmm. and and sometimes and, and using words like we sometimes we just let our talent take us mm-hmm. like when you say things like that you're basically saying oh i can we turn on any time yeah. because yeah. we're more talented and they and for the players to actually come on and say that in post game interviews it means at least some of them actually believe that yeah and that's a problem because yeah. that's not how the game works yeah. unfortunately yeah. right you need both especially in the playoffs you need the talent you need the cohesion and you need the drive you mm-hmm. cannot let go and the Nuggets, did, I mean, again, hats off to them. They did, they did such a great job just staying together, and never give up. They really didn't, right? They yeah. never give up. So th- yeah, so so that's those are the I, I point to that I pen mm-hmm. I, I at the end there I point to that as a as as the culprit if I have to pick one.
2: Mm-hmm. I think you know, it's really unfortunate that uh, that it developed that way. Um, especially because the expectations uh, were, everybody expected that they would be able to close out. The fact of the matter that their marquee player has already been through a a gauntlet of multiple championships with San Antonio and Toronto specifically, you would expect Kawhi to actually be able to kind of, uh, you know, have this killer mentality, right? Because he knows that I mean, it's just it's a grind to get to the the mountaintop, and you can't put your foot off the gas. Um, any other team uh, that's inexperienced, like that Lob City, uh, you know, Clipper team, like you could kind of expect that a little bit more, just because you know they really haven't gotten there to know what it's what it's all about. So that's what was really surprising was at least the head of the snake. Um, in terms of the players already has gone through the, the issues in addition to someone like Doc Rivers, right. Who also has won a ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to ring uh, as a player, but for sure as a coach through Boston. Right. Yeah. So it makes it really extra, extra surprising. And I don't want to, you know, put some salt on the wound. Right. But I think um, that's what surprised me the most about, you know, the, you know, the, Sorry, the choke job, you know, with uh, with that, no, provided totally. that they have experience. Well, totally. now, if it's playoff P, I mean, you know, playoff P hasn't really done anything in the playoffs to actually, you know, demonstrate that you almost kind of expect that, you know, that's going to happen. But with Kawhi and Doc you expect that they should be able to do more which is well, why it's such a like,
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna point. piggy off uh leo's point and i think it comes down to expectations right i mean again leo mentioned there's a lot of variables that go into winning a title you know a lot has to go right i mean injuries cohesion your matchup and all these things play into factor but look looking at it from an outsider's point of view again as leo said this when the 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 Denver Nuggets started going on a run, right? You feel tight because you feel like you should be able to win. There's just a, in sports, there, it's proven that these are all humans. There's a huge psychological factor that goes into these games. Mm-hmm. The pressure. Again, JC, as a Warriors fan, when you won the first title, it was a relief. But after that, it was the expectations that you need oh, to yeah. win again. So, when um, the expectations on you, the targets on your back, every time you go out to the, the floor, the Clippers, right? people read the newspapers other teams other fans the expectation you carry that weight with you every player carries that weight with them you know whether again Quiet's a robot you could tell he performed really well in the ends of game five and six let's not talk about seven right but he was performing at a high level so let's not put it on quiet, but every other player will feel that pressure you're like dude wow we're losing this lead right here what's going on you know you there's doubt that creeps into your mind right and that's what I think at the end of the day as leo was alluding to it there's a psychological element that plays into it but the thing is i want to point out that this psychological element is usually a learning experience to to kind of make analogous to life right you only grow strong when you go through failure if if it's always been grave in your life you'll you'll never understand what it's like to conquer anything you know um and we've all been there in life we've all failed and but how do you learn from this failure? And that's the, the more optimistic look at the psychological element of what the Clippers could learn from this, you know? And it's dressing up a little bit nicely because right now, when you have championship expectations, you know,
1: it sucks to lose. I mean, that's the the, the bottom line, you know? Uh, not to sugarcoat it, right, Leo? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, like, and you're right. Like, you learn from these things. And as players individually, I'm sure they learn too. As fans, where it's very brutal is, you uh, you 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 don't direct you're indirectly right. Your your experience to it is indirect, right? You mm-hmm. don't directly get to control the game. So, mm-hmm. it it's one of those things where guess what? Like yeah, the players might learn, um, the organization might learn, but as a fan, the next time you might get a, a prime ripe opportunity like this may not be next year, right? Yeah. and mm-hmm, and, yeah. and you just don't know. Mm-hmm. There, and we can talk all about next year, like what 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 could have been, but I don't know. We, we can talk about that, or maybe we can save it for later. But um, but you just don't know, and 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 that's why these opportunities are so important for the fans. And mm-hmm. uh, so as a fan, that's where it, it just hurts because you know at the end of the day, like you don't get a direct uh, influence into and, and and be able to directly apply these earnings your uh, learnings yeah. yourself. You kind of you kind of just um you know. On the receiving end and, and you're a little bit passive right and i think that's where like you know you know i have like jack you know i have all kinds of like mm-hmm. little sports superstitions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here and there especially being a clippers fan for so long like that's yeah. why that's why fans have these superstitions right without trying to digress too far but you, you ultimately trying to kind of find a way to convince yourself you can affect the outcome right you are trying to latch onto that but um but in these cases yeah it is a learning experience but you know for fans unfortunately you, you have to hope that those learning experiences actually translate to something quicker yeah. um, and everything had to fall right again so that's where it hurts well we will talk about before this episode ends about the future uh, even
0: though it's not guaranteed you still got to think about the future you got to plan ahead you got to f- you got to figure out what to do how, what to what to change or what to keep intact and stuff like that you know uh, as any organization you got to look forward you know uh, whether it's guaranteed or not yeah. but i i, w- I do want to ask you From a technical aspect, the game on the floor and outside of the psychological, Mm -hmm. because we got to break this down. You know what? What went wrong? Like, what did you see from your players? Like what who who couldn't perform well and who what chemistry issues and what kind of sets that were running out there that didn't work on the defensive end and offensive end? Because at the end of the day, it's basketball. I mean, as much as we talk about psychology, these are the supreme athletes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what's
1: in that matchup? What went wrong? oh man I this is where it, it is another area that it hurts there's so mm-hmm. many areas but you know this is another one I mean look I I, I love my boys I love the mm-hmm. team I like all the players you know um, there's so many reasons to like them I know there's a lot of FUD being thrown at them right now yeah. um and by the way, then another thing I haven't checked, and probably a good thing, is Twitter and Don't Instagram. Look. Like Don't I'm not know, looking right. anywhere. No, yeah. no. I haven't read Avoid any it. article. Right? I'm just meditating every day. <laughs> but uh, but um, you're but, a smart uh, man. <laughs> but um, and yeah, Zen. Right? Um, but um, but uh, so I love I love my players. Mm-hmm. But you you got to You got to You have to admit that, um, Trez. If I have to single one out, first of all, like. Mm-hmm it's just such a bad matchup for him mm-hmm. and he got exposed and it's not entirely his fault he got thrown out there mm-hmm. um to in this bad matchup so so the, the the daisy chain effect and well then who's to blame for that well the coach has to shoulder some of that blame mm-hmm. like it's a very clear m- mismatch mm-hmm. that continuously gets exploited so why mm-hmm. and by the way like speaking of confidence issues right how how would mm-hmm. the player feel after mm-hmm. just being beat up time and time again. And and, and the thing is, look, like, I don't question Tress's talent.
2: Mm-hmm. He's a
1: sixth man of the year. He played consistently all year. He knew his limitations, but he played to his strength so well. Mm-hmm. But he did come from an unfortunate situation where he, you know, he lost his his is the most single important person in his life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the team let him out for a month. So this playoffs yeah. actually was a he didn't get any of the seeding games, no runs with the team, right? Mm-hmm. So so as a coach, recognizing that is the best way, is this the best way to ramp up your player? Mm. And why do that? So mm-hmm. you you have to put it, you know, if you have to put a if you, if you point a finger at Trez, you have to point a finger at the coach too. And then, but it's not just one or two people for this kind of collapse. Is it, it actually yeah. takes, a, it takes a team effort, right? For this mm-hmm. kind of collapse, uh, ironically. So, so you know, other players, right? What is supposed to be a strength, which is a bench. Mm-hmm. We just also just had a, such a just a bizarre shooting series, right? Yeah. Where everybody shot poorly, mm-hmm. and it's so unusual for us because this death is supposed to be a thing for us, a strength, like a super strong strong suit for us. We can go ten deep, eleven deep, even in the playoffs, and and that largely looked true for all year, all season before the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but that actually ended up being a, a weakness for us. It was very clear. Lou mm. can't defend, but usually can can just shoot his way out of anything and get mm-hmm. his momentum. Nope, that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, PG, I'm not even going to... I mean, the, <laughs> all, I, all I'll say about him is, uh, you know, he did okay in some games, but he also earned himself a couple more nicknames, which it's, mm-hmm. I think, indicative of his performance, mm-hmm. um, you know. I think I'm very proud of Zoo, and I'm very proud of uh, Jermichael Green. I know nobody talks about Jamichael, Michael mm-hmm. Green, but he actually played really well, really well. Like mm-hmm. he, he played really, really well for us. Um, but then everyone else, like Landry Shamit, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned uh, Lou Will, You know, oh God, yes. I, I, I don't even want to talk about Reggie Jackson. Um, but like, it took a village <laughs> for us to yeah. to really yeah. fail this way. Um, yeah so i look like i i i I have to bring everyone in because like i I, it's unfair to single out any one person yeah
2: any any thoughts jc or what you saw um pat bev Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. pat bev puts a lot of pressure on himself by talking all that smack uh over the years and in cases like you know this, where the spotlight is on you and your squad. You really got to be able to back it up at that at that point in time. JC and,
1: remembers because uh, part amen. of the smack involves Steph Curry and the amen. Warriors. It's true.
2: It's true. <laughs> and and honestly, that's how it is. It's just like I mean, you know, we have Draymond Green in in my squad, so I know that that polarizing personality could really really irk other teams. But at the end of the day, Dre got got rings to prove it right and pat bev talks all that all that jazz but he hasn't been able to kind of really prove that and this was his platform yeah so at, at the end of the day you got to really perform at that level so that you can have the license to to run your mouth at that at that point in time that's fair and and i would say that you know it's it's yeah i guess it is a, a whole squad thing i think the expectations are so high that it was just really unfortunate to to see that, you know, that they were pressing towards the end just because they thought that they could just kind of turn it on. And like what Leo was saying. So I don't know, man, it's just that I, like you mentioned the players, but I know you alluded to to Doc Rivers. He's probably an easy target for at least the delay, you know, sports person at this point. But, you know a lot of the strategic uh, decisions ultimately is going to fall on, on his hands just because, I mean, you're getting paid to make those decisions and you're going to have to be able to kind of answer to that. Uh, the last thing I want to add, at least from my perspective, is even past this the series, right, it makes you wonder, uh, like what Leo had pointed out, how chemistry wasn't all that ideal coming into the bubble and, you know, all of that stuff, it makes you wonder, like, all of this whole load management, people were kind of shuttling in and out as the season, even before the pandemic, right? People were injured. There was load Mm -hmm. management. It makes you wonder Mm -hmm. whether or not uh, that decision-making was ideal in the sense that they really weren't able to get any continuity Mm -hmm. uh, with, like, you know, the totem pole of who the players are going to, you know, kind of fall under, uh, you know, as crunch time happens in the playoffs because I don't know if they really had like any continuity with like you know the top whatever seven or eight players throughout the year and that makes it really really difficult once there's a lot of pressure to really kind of define who's really going to be taking over Mm -hmm. and handling all of the issues and you know load management work for Toronto last year I don't know if that was really the best case, especially with the big break that happened with the pandemic. Sound like you know they were playing a lot of games. Uh, I mean, they had a lot of rest basically between between um, you know how the season progressed. So, well, I, I don't know, man. I, I think yeah, that's a lot. good
0: point you made, JC. And if you want to look at it from a coaching perspective and also continuity, look for a coach to be able to execute a plan. You need to be able to have reps of it, you know, whether that be in practice, and then ideally practice and game situations, right? And Kawhi said this after the game, when he was interviewed after they lost, he was like, Oh, we just didn't play smart. There's a lot of things where we weren't in positions, you know, and that's exactly what we're talking about. Like, again, this we have a very small sample size for the Clippers, you know, let's not forget this team was put together this year, and if you want to compare it to the Toronto situation, it's very different because Kwai was traded to a team that was actually together for a long, quite a bit already. Mm-hmm. You know, they had cohesion already. And they yes, adding a player of his magnitude does change things up a little bit. But those players on that team already had some kind of chemistry. And even though the Clippers did have a good run the year before, you're adding two integral parts into this where it's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you know? It's not just a Kawhi onto the team, right? So we're talking about high-volume shooters being put into a team that was built already beforehand. But not having those reps and those game-time situations, you know, in those clutch moments, we don't know. It's hard to get that chemistry going, you know? Because you're like, we haven't necessarily been here before. How are you going to react? And this is why dissecting it, you know, outside of the X and O is probably why it wasn't fluid at the end of these games. And I don't think it's necessarily Doc's fault where you had these outliers, where Montrez and Trez and Lou Williams had just epically bad shooting games where Lou, his entire career, you've never seen him shoot below 30% from the three-point line. He shot even below 20%. I mean, this is an outlier of a performance, you know what I mean? I mean, it's very, very unusual, which I guess is why people are saying they choke because this is not normal. This is just not... You've seen... These are vets, you know? Like, they've been in this game for a long time, so it's very unusual for them to shoot this poorly, you know, for a
2: string of games. Actually, alternatively, I mean, we're putting all of the onus on the Clippers here. Mm -hmm. I think Leo, uh, you know... Discussed it earlier. It's like you got to give credit to Denver. I mm-hmm. mean, they went down three one against the previous series. Was it, what was it? The Jazz, mm-hmm. right? And they, you know, they moved forward. So they had continuity. They had experience. Yeah, they had they rhythm. Yeah, and. They've been together for yeah, a long time, actually. Yeah, they they're they were playing well, right? So, you, I mean, they actually affected a lot of the issues with the Clippers. I mean, there was another team that was putting a lot of resistance.
0: I actually beg to differ how up. well they were playing because the Clippers actually disrupted them a lot. Let's not forget they were up all these games. It's not like they were, like, dominating the Clippers, you know? The yeah. first four games of the series, they were not... I mean, there's a reason why people were like, oh, Clippers are moving to the next round. I mean... The Clippers played well for long stretches. They just didn't play well for key stretches, right, Leo?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think, uh, I think also, um, there's this, this fearlessness. There's like this nothing to lose mentality, mm. which really counts in these mm. situations. Uh, and some of it, I mean, there, are obviously different factors. Like there's media, um, mm. and then I, I pointed out that the the Clippers. I think one of the mistakes they made was. They truly believe they were the better team, mm. and and they they played that they played like it. You know I mean, they they, they they acted like they 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 they, they, they truly believe it, mm-hmm. and that's sometimes a problem because then when when things goes a little south, then you start like you start feeling like you have more to lose, mm-hmm. right? And um, and another thing, you know, you pointed out um, last year's success, and I started looking at some of these other teams too, kind of real time as we talk, but. You know, you look at, like, the Raptors, you look at mm-hmm. even this year's Denver, some of the teams, there's this, you know, this benefit of, like, having, um, you know, the fear and youth, right? In some mm-hmm. of these teams where, like, mm-hmm. up-and-comers come up, they oft- often become that playoff X-factor to, to complement the, the stars, and it, mm-hmm. it, it injects some energy. Remember coming into this series, Jack, I told you that the, the one guy I'm afraid of is uh, Michael Board Jr. Mm-hmm he can come in, he can do some things, make some shots, give the, give the team some confidence and like disrupt your runs or get on their own runs themselves. Yeah, he's not a good defender. There's a lot of flaws still, right? He's not a polished player, but, um, you know, at least they have something like that going for them. Um, Raptors last year as well, you know, they, I mean, not a direct comparison. They won the championship. Denver didn't, but, um, you know, there's Siakam, there's like OG, right? There's like a bunch of mm-hmm. other people that, um, that kind of brings that X factor and that fearless energy. When you look at the Clippers, this last season, we actually mm-hmm. did. So w- mm-hmm. when people say, most people only remember we're adding two stars to an established core. But we actually lost some very key players mm-hmm. um, who, you know, guess what? Look at OKC. Why, is o- yeah. why did OKC surprise this year? Shea? It, it's still, it's still fluke. Mm-hmm. shape I mean, yeah, he's still growing. But like, look at him. Look at, I mean, now the world knows about him. Mm-hmm. Gallinari, like, seasoned vet, compliments well. Work well with you, work well with experience. Mm-hmm. You know, these these things all matter, and having that balance does make a difference. Whereas this year's Clippers, th- who who would that person be? Mm. We don't have anyone like that. We don't have anyone like that. And in fact, everyone kind of wears that hat of okay, is like now we're nothing, or hey, we're we're better, mm-hmm. um, we're more seasoned, we know what we're doing. Like there's no no one who who kind of like presents itself as the X factor um and i think that 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 is something too i, I mean like i'm not articulating it very mm-hmm. well because because i'm clearly you know i'm still reflecting on it mm-hmm. but but i do think there's something in there that we just we do not have that i mean if you don't if you don't have cohesion if you don't have continuity at least hopefully you have some kind of fearlessness and like mm-hmm. this 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 fearlessness of not you know being not afraid to lose or having nothing to lose we just we we have quite the opposite, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I, I one thing I'll mention before we hop on to talking about the future is it's interesting watching it and seeing Kawhi lead because when you're the best player on a team and Kawhi has been part of the Spurs before where he was a champion, but he wasn't the alpha. You know, it was led by Tim Duncan, Tony Parker. Manu Ginobili, and Greg Popovich, you know, very strong personality. And he went to Toronto, he was the leader, but I would say Cal Lowry is more of the leader of that team, emotionally speaking, mm-hmm. you know? The heartbeat. Yeah. And this is the interesting part where when Kawhi came to the Clippers, he's not an emotional leader. He just isn't. That's just not in his personality. Mm-hmm. He's a person that just shows up and does his job really damn well, top five player in the league, hands down. But he's not a. he doesn't galvanize the team emotionally, you know? Um, you would want to put maybe Pat Bev there. But the thing is, Pat Bev is too on edge. You know what I mean? When you have a person who fouls out in an integral game, an important game, that's actually not a vet move. Mm -hmm. You need somebody who can be composed and realize, okay, I'm actually really important. I can't foul out. You know, that's what veterans do. Like, Kawhi would never foul out of a game, you know? So this is the part where I thought it was interesting watching from the outside. Like, when they were... Breaking down, kind of in an emotional way, where it's like, oh, the game's on the balance. Are we? How are we gonna pull together? Kawhi just doesn't have that in the huddle, being able to. And Doc is more that person, but
2: as a player, there was mm-hmm. nobody there to kind of galvanize the team. Yeah. Is that gonna change? Mm. You know, because I don't know if if uh, PG is that 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 person as well. This is this is where the Clippers kind of you know. Hook their anchor onto. These are the players. I mean, if anything,
1: like, PG proved quite the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a lot of sympathy for what he went through. He was being mm-hmm. very real about his struggles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mental mm-hmm. struggles, etc. Yeah. But, um, but, but, but to that point, if anything, this proves that he has he has weaknesses as a leader, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, so yeah, very good point. I don't know if we have that person. Well,
2: maybe that's that can segue into yeah the, yeah. Let's segue <laughs> moving forward, yeah. right? Like, who can you get that can. Have that. I mean, I think ideally you would want a, your star player, your your best player, to be that that leader. Um, you know, I don't want to turn it to the Warriors, but I do feel like Steph Curry kind of plays that role within our our squad. Like he's the one that can able to galvanize people. Uh, so I'm oh yeah totally I'm assuming that I'm assuming LeBron does the same thing with mm-hmm. with his teams, right? So um, I don't know if you could just kind of create that. Uh, I mean, you can't really change players. You, you get what you have with Kawhi. You've seen him through different teams. That's already the case. So, I don't know. You know, you know what the Clippers can do uh, moving forward to kind of get that X factor.
0: Well, it's hard to look into the future, Leo, because it's it's tough right now. But you know, for the podcast sake, you know, looking into the future, how do you feel like? How just as a fan and seeing this team, like, do you want changes or do you feel like, look, maybe we have to learn? the lesson the hard way and really come back with those lessons learned and execute better
1: <laughs> i i would say this i think i mean you know the, the 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 initial kind of first reaction would be yeah you want to run it back you want mm-hmm. people to you want the you know it's a, at the end of the day you know i mean i i, I i'm i close to the you know i i i really try to try to be close to the team you know i you know that i'm even seeing ticket holder and i feel like i you know i yeah. I I want these players to do well. So you kind of, from that standpoint, you want that you want them to be able to run it back. But at the same time, like what this playoff has proved to me, at least, is you know what as constructed, this set of players and staff may not deserve to win. Mm. Maybe it's not this this construction of player and staff. So as much as I want them to run it back and have a chance, because they're a bunch of you know seemingly good people um you know all those jokes and fuds aside Mm -hmm. um maybe this is not the right construction so Mm. you know i i do think the right thing responsible thing to do as an organization is to look into optimizing that Mm. how do you how do you tweak i don't think it's major wholesale changes right i I don't think it's as as bizarre but you know is is the tweaks which may result in some trades um but um, and I'm not going to speculate. I don't think this is a time to speculate into any mm-hmm. of that. You know, um, we can talk about that later. But I do think um, that, they're, they're, you know, I, I, I would expect I, I would put it this way. I'll be very surprised if there's no changes. We're just really literally running back with everyone and mm-hmm. even resigning Trez, you know, um, you know, to a, to a bigger contract. I'll be very surprised if we just run it back with the same folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I, I I agree with you. I think. There needs to be some tweaking, but obviously they're not going to make wholesale changes because it's it's hard to make a wholesale change when you have integral pieces already placed there, mm-hmm. like in Kauai and PG. But the ins the ancillary, ancillary pieces, I do think I don't think Trez is going to necessarily come back. I I don't think Balmer is obviously afraid of the luxury tax, but it's more like you got to spend your money smartly, right? You know, yeah. this, this is a man that's made billions of dollars. He want he's made his life on spending money smartly, <laughs> you know? So it's not just about, Hey, let me just throw money at this situation, which Balmer can. And he has, but at the same time, it's like with the management you guys have, it's like, how do we spend this money smartly currently constructed is Trez the guy, even though he is six man of the year. And honestly, mad props to that guy. You know, he played his ass off this year, you know, with Lou there to guide him and, him handing Lou handing him the trophy was a beautiful thing, dude. That was a beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. moment. So yeah. I don't want to poo poo on that. But again, Lou is he the guy too? Defensively speaking, when we're talking about the playoffs, regular season is very different. Can we rely on this guy be on the court in the clutch? You know, when they're intentionally putting him in pick and rolls just to get that switch. You know what I mean? Like at the end, is does what weighs more more strongly? You know, um, so that those are things they really need to look at and. Trust me, I love Lou, too. Lou was part of the Lakers for during the times where we really sucked, too. But he put up numbers, you know? And that guy is honestly the one of the nicest dudes. He's actually a really good human being, uh, looking yeah. at all the things that he's done, charitable work. And I think he helped a man that was like down on his luck one time that wanted to commit suicide or uh, some story mm-hmm. like that. And Yeah, yeah. So it, it, I don't want to knock these players. And also, yeah. Paul George, I'll say one last thing. I know he gets a lot of shit online, but this, this man came out and talked about mental health issues that he's going through and i've talked about jc to jc about this on the side i do believe as fans you know and i know i'll probably get roasted for this but we gotta take an account these people are freaking human beings man <laughs> they i think we can judge them as entertainers and as fans to be like oh you got to become a clutch but to roast these guys and talk ill about their family and all that stuff that's where i feel like lines should be drawn you know and I know there's a, some levity to it, some fun nature to it, but sometimes
1: I see these comments online, dude. I don't this think guy he's, goes home; he has kids and stuff like that. You know, this is a man here. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I you you won't be roasted by this. I think all the good people will agree with you yeah. for sure.
2: And people almost forget that PG actually came back from a yeah. career-threatening injury, right? So he's actually been on quite a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, You know, a mental and physical journey to be able to actually get back to this level. So, yeah.
0: But there's no problem criticizing someone's performance, you know, because again, as a fan, they get paid exactly. They they get get, paid the big bucks. So, I I mean, that's just how it is, you know, in sports. But there's a line I I do want to point that out because mental health is more of an issue with I, I want to bring that to light. The NBA players bringing that to light, I love it. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Kevin Love, DeMar DeRozan. You know, we can't we can't ignore this shit, man. This is Agreed. real. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um. Yeah.
2: I'll I'll tell you this. You know, um, as as we wrap up, mm-hmm. um, one thing that the pandemic has taught me, aside from the fact that Warriors sucking all year, <laughs> is that there there are certain things that are more important than sports. Mm-hmm. And I know, I mean, we we. We use sports as a vehicle, you know. We love sports. It's a way for us to sort of, kind of share our passions with with other folks. But, you know, there are bigger things that are happening in life mm. right now. Well so seen. as as much as we are struggling processing all of these, you know, unfortunate events. I mean, my Niners lost Super Bowl. All of that stuff with Corona, mm. with COVID happening. You kind of just forget it. Yeah, I think Jack and I were actually talking about this. Um, you know, during the playoffs, because I was just like, sometimes I like the Lakers are on a run, and I'm just like, bro, why are you talking to me right now? Shouldn't you be like <laughs> listening to post game or something like that? It's, it's hard, although you you yeah. open your
0: window and the freaking red skies, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
2: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it just kind of kind of puts things in perspective a little bit yeah right?
1: it very well said i mean that you know jc this is very well said but I can't, can't just take a mini jab at, at what you how you started this you know i don't <laughs> think the pandemic taught you that the warriors suck this season i think <laughs> i think that happened well before the pandemic <laughs> yeah definitely
2: i think uh yeah having a uh, courtney lee and no, Damian see I do not even know his name <laughs> out there. <laughs> Eric Paschal got all NBA rookie first team though. But I'm just saying, like I've been watching a lot of bad basketball. But uh, yeah. Well, I, I want to
0: say I, this, I and it's been it's disappointing as a look. There, there's two parts of me, right? Like, there's a part of me that's happy because I do believe the Clippers can beat the Lakers in a series. You know, like as as hard as that <laughs> it is to say, that is one of the teams that we feared the most if not the most, you know? Um, and it's disappointing not to get that matchup because Leo and I have been wanting this matchup the whole year, you know? So there's a part of me that's really disappointed. And yeah. it's a bummer because we I was dreaming of bringing you on and talking, going back and forth about it and in good spirits too, you know? At the end of the day, the, the best team wins, whatever, you know, like you gotta, again, like you said, you gave the Nuggets props. The same thing would have been if the Lakers played the played the clippers you know like it would have been like hey if your team wins it's freaking sucks i'll be depressed trust me i'd be uh, on your
1: end right now i'd be like oh you know i'm trying to be optimistic but (laughs) yeah can i uh, share a little bit about how i um you 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 were talking to me already that night so you kind of knew how it went down but uh Mm -hmm. but to that point that night um as it unfolded like i just got you can imagine like a lot of people messaging me a lot of Laker fans and I realized, (laughs) hey, I have good friends. I have good friends. These are Laker fans (laughs) but none of them were not being supportive. Like, that's Mm -hmm. actually amazing. This is actually quite amazing and then basically everyone, all of them, Jack included, said the same which is, you know, man, like we've been waiting for like 20 some years for this to happen, this hallway series Mm -hmm. and uh, it's too bad that that couldn't happen. Um, You know, and um because this will be this will be this this could be the start of something something very meaningful especially for us as we kind of now live our own lives and uh have our families Mm -hmm. and like this can bring us back together bring us back to a point where like when things were pure right and Mm -hmm. uh and it's too bad that um this is not season and then i told jack that um you know i so i took a shower clear my head and you know kind of have my 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 shower thought was um you know, maybe the basketball God just didn't want the hallway series to not happen at Staples. Mm. You know, can ha- can happen at this bubble when everyone shared the same hallway. You know, there's nothing yeah. unique about hallway series because <laughs> everyone is technically playing yeah. hallway series. <laughs> so, so maybe maybe the basketball God just wants it to happen at Staples. And um, you know, with that, I, I told some people this. Um, I just said, you know what, like it, it pains me to just say it like in words, but you know what, Lakers fans, like just. Go bring that trophy home to LA. Mm. The the path is set. Just go bring it back to LA, and uh, the, you take the season. We'll take the next one. We'll roll for the Dubs on our way to the championship <laughs> next season. God, I can't believe the Dubs are gonna be yeah. good next season. This is so annoying. So annoying. Yeah.
2: Not, it's not gonna be that easy, bro. <laughs> oh boy. It's, it- Hey, uh, my thoughts are mm. all these Laker fans are giving these f- food for thought. They're mm. really supportive. Their horse is still in the race. Easy for them to actually say. Hey, hey there we go. It's all
1: good, buddy. Yeah, hey, thanks for waking yeah. me up. Yeah, never trust a Laker fan. Hey, well,
2: never trust a Laker fan. These guys. <sighs> If being but, fake humble right now yeah <laughs> yeah that's basically I, jack because what jack yeah. is doing because right <laughs> if if denver chances them i don't think they're gonna be supportive man they'll probably look i mean i don't probably. want to overlook the nuggets but
0: again as i told leo when you don't have one of your biggest threats that you were envisioning playing it's a relief you know but again that could be the faulty nature of the what the clip if the clippers been, develop that mentality where they're like, hey, man, we're up 3-1. We're looking towards the Lakers series because the Clippers, honestly, they've been talking shit on the Lakers and every single time they played these games, they had a mental edge on the Lakers, you know? So if the Lakers develop that, you never know. I mean, again, this bubble, it's crazy, man. Anything can happen. It's, mm-hmm. You can see, you know, the, ja- yeah. you know the, the Jazz lost up 3-1 against the Nuggets and um the toronto pushed the the celtics to a game seven so anything can happen what a series the freaking heat might make the finals (laughs) who would have
2: thought yeah yeah who would have thought that
1: Raptors celtics series by the way man that was Mm -hmm. what a series
2: yeah Yeah, that Uh, was
1: the that was the last non-clippers basketball that i watched um and uh yeah what a series that was such a good series
0: I think that's a good way to wrap, it, especially Leo, ending with hashtag shower thoughts. You know, those shower thoughts can be very deep, man. I've had many deep shower shower thoughts too, buddy. and A lot of revelations in the shower. Um, so obviously, you know, you're you're our good friend, a, you know, a, a true friend of the show, and you've been on. And it's it's a very bitter pill to swallow with a season closing, but as you as JC said, you know, there are much bigger things to life, you know, right now, anyways. But no matter what, we will root for our teams. Because at the end of the day, JC and I and you have always talked. We're a fan of the team first and foremost. You know that that's not going to go away. You know, w- win, lose, draw, it doesn't matter. You're still going to be a fan, yeah. whether you're you're super elated because you won the championship or you're
1: depressed as hell as JC has been this year. You know what I mean? You're still a fan. That's I mean, just... like, why else would it be a fan for this long? <laughs> like, if, I, yeah. if I lose and I and I and all of a sudden I'm not a fan anymore, I quit like 29 years ago, right? So. <laughs> That's how real it is for
0: Leo. That's how yeah. real. So thank you, Leo, for coming on and sharing your honest thoughts, man. Because I know it's not easy, especially when you've been keeping away from watching basketball and listening to any basketball media.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah,
1: know, thanks for having me. This, uh, you know, I, 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 I got to say, you're, uh, you guys are right. It's just, just talking it out feels better. So thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. All right. Well, with that said, we'll end the episode here.
0: You can follow us on Ball vs. Life Official on IG. Shoot us an email at, ballversuslife at gmail.com. As always, we appreciate any time you rate, subscribe, review. Thank you so much. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Stay safe as usual. Peace. 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 Go Heat.
2: <laughs>
0: Good way to end. <laughs>